Warning, the following podcast contains violent scenes that may be unsettling to some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. 1937 was a year of strife and blood-soaked paranoia. Agents of the People's Commissariat for Internal Affairs, the NKVD, hold almost total authority over the common folks acting as protectors and tools of Stalin's delusions. Welcome to Cold Harvest, a Call of Cthulhu scenario set during the Great Purges of the Soviet State. Join Becca as Katya, Adam as Mikhail, Joaquin as Timur, and Craig as the Keeper of the Arcane Lore, as they embark on a journey to discover what madness befell the small farming commune of Krasivy October 3. If you'd like to reach us, you can find us on Twitter at twin underscore cities underscore VTM or on Facebook at Twin Cities by Night. We hope you enjoy it, comrade. All right. So the three of you finish your investigation in the Abramov house and are free to do what you want in the village. I'm busy. I want to walk out to the uh, center of the village, like fire my gun in the air and basically just yell, NKV the agents, present yourselves or you will be shot. As you approach the village center in the middle, you draw your pistol up to fire off your shot in the air, and the shot goes off. However, you don't really remember pulling the trigger. kind of just went off in your hand. Oh, that's... I look down at the gun. It's like, did I fire it? You're kind of like ins- inspecting the gun, and it looks normal. It looks like the um, same uh, pistol that you've used for years in service to this date. All right. Why did I fire my gun? Oh, yeah. Uh, as, as, uh, present yourselves or be shot. I yell out. You yell that out, and you're, you're holding your gun again as you do it, and another shot rings out. You hear a scream in the distance. What direction does it sound like it came from? By the barn. Okay, we'll roll on towards that. You make your way towards the barn, and you see that there is a little girl holding a piece of charcoal. She appears to be to have been drawing on the side of the barn, like some of the drawings you saw earlier. And you notice she is finishing a drawing of some sort of stick figure shooting guns off in the air. Who screamed? The little girl looks around and then looks at you. And kind of like scurries off. Like, come back. And I chase after her. The little girl uh, runs towards a small house and disappears inside of it. And you hear raised voices coming from the property. Mikhail will subconsciously cross himself, as in the sign of the cross. Uh, and I'll run up the agents, open up. The door is still kind of ajar. And you hear this one guy in a male voice saying, I told you not to run around and interrogate people. Sir, uh, Andrei Yazarov? What do you want? We are NKVD agents. We are here to investigate reports of uh, anti-Soviet behavior in this village. You got the wrong place. Get out of here. And then you hear the crying of a little girl inside. It's like, sir, we are coming in to investigate. Do not resist. You you see the, uh, rather, you hear something being pushed up against the door. <laughs> All right. I'll turn to Mikhail. Break it down. Yes, the guy who failed his strength roll. <laughs> <laughs> well, too bad. Uh, I don't want to do it. You do it. <laughs> um, if you want to kick it down, you can make me another strength roll. Okay, a six. 
you kind of kick high on the door and it kind of flies open and a tall cabinet kind of tips over and you hear some crashing as various um, dinnerware is shattered across the floor. And you see the man like kind of fuming behind the door. That belonged to my grandmother. No, it belongs to the state. He clenches his fists. What do you want? Get out of here. You have no business here. Go. We have every business to be here. Now, sir, we have heard rumors of... Tell me, we have, what have you... What, why is no one outside working? Why is no? Why are the fields left unattended? Why is the barns left destroyed without anyone working? Why is no one doing anything? That's Boris's business. Why did you go bother him? We already spoke to him, and now we're here to speak to you. So why are you not working? He looks at you angrily, but doesn't say anything. I was like, what is your wife? Is she working? Bitch is always working nowadays. Where? We have not seen anyone working all day. How am I supposed to know? She is your wife. You live together. You Don't you dare talk to my wife about that. And he steps forward and shoves you. I just I just pull out my pistol and I just pistol whip him. Okay, uh, give me a brawl roll. And he's going right. to roll his as well. Oh, I don't, have, I don't have good brawl. And I don't make it. He catches your hand like mid-pistol whip and like starts squeezing on your wrists really, really, really hard, doing two points of damage to your wrist. You drop oh. your pistol. Uh, help me, comrades. Your pistol um, clangs the floor and fires off a shot at a random direction. Can I get luck rolls from everyone? <laughs> Sorry. Oh, well, I failed, but not as badly as Becca. I am paled. I am paled. I got seven out of 50. All right, Katya, you take uh, four points of damage as a pistol. the pistol shoots up and you look down at your abdomen and blood starts coming out of it. You put your hand over to kind of cover it up and then it's just kind of, there's blood just coming out through your fingers. All right, Katya is going to start going into shock a little bit like she knows that the blood's there and she's trying to stop it from bleeding but she just stands there looking down at it mikhail will pull his revolver and point it at the gentleman struggling with uh timur Mm -hmm. um he appears to be kind of focused on timur and is trying to like punch at him but still maintain control of your wrist so he's gonna roll for that what do i have to Uh, roll can you roll your brawl as well because the two of you are kind of contested. Oh, I actually made that, yeah. You managed to catch um, his fist um, with your arm, so like it hits you, but you kind of deflected the main blow and don't take any damage, but he still has control of your wrists. Mm-hmm. Um, Mikhail, uh, he seems to be like tunnel vision focused on Tamir right now. I just feel like, shoot him! I'm going to shoot him. You're within 15 feet, so can you roll your pistol skill? And you, since you're within that close, you actually double it. So, Ozzy, you're going to hit him. Just don't hit, don't fail. Don't critically fail and hit me, please. 85. Half of that is 42.5. Is that a pass? Yeah, my uh, piss, my revolver is a 75%. Roll your damage. Which is 1d10. 1. Well, it seems like he must have moved out of the way at the last second. And while you hit him... The bullet seems just to have grazed his arm, and he lets go of Tamir's wrists and stares at you angrily. Katya, you're 
your hands are starting to fill with a lot of red stuff right now. Two more, Tentacacha. Comrade, on your knees. All right, all right. I'll turn over the catcher. Yeah, yeah. Uh, keep pushing. On. I'll get my, pull out, you know, pull out like a medical kit, just like Andre. Um, looking at uh, you, Mikael, kind of springs at you. I'm gonna shoot him again. Make your roll. That'd be a forty-six, which yeah. is still below the seventy-five. Roll your d10. Seven. He kind of jumps at you, and you like shoot him like mid jump, and his body kind of just flails to the side and he starts leaking lots of blood as well and starts groaning at you and looks up with you and he basically has death in his eyes right now as he is like slowly pulling his way towards you and he picks up a small candlestick that had fallen in the scuffle and is crawling towards you with um, malice in his eyes. I'll just kick him in the face. All right, yeah, you kick him in the face and his head snaps back towards you and you notice that where you kind of collapsed his nose, it's kind of gushing red. And he moves forward um, with the candlestick and tries to jab you in the foot with it. Can you roll me a brawl roll? I rolled an eight. Is that an impale? Um, my brawl is 65. So in that, that's yeah, an impale, that's, I think. That's an impale. You managed to um, slip your foot underneath, and he like jams like the candlestick into the ground where your foot had been. And you notice that he actually cracked the floorboard with that. Oh, he takes a second to unhinge it from the floorboard and like crawls forward again towards you and starts to bring it down again. Can I just shoot him in the face? Yes, you can. That's going to be a hit 76 divide that by two, 38, which is below the 75. The rest of his skull explodes in like a pattern of red and gray everywhere. And suddenly the, the girl in the room, looks at you and starts screaming. Ah! All right, so I'm going to do my best to tend to Katya and stop the bleeding. Uh, All right. I, is that first aid or first aid? Okay, that's 39, and I'm pretty sure I made that. Yeah, I made that. That's a 1d3. All right, that's two. Becca, Katya regains two points um, after all said and done, but at this point, you're still kind of lying on the table as Timur is basically like digging around in your abdomen trying to extract the bullet and do like an impromptu like stitching right up in there and you are in so much pain throughout everything because he's literally rooting around in there trying to pull things out and stitch things up as quickly as possible in order for you like not to bleed out just there on the table and she's uh katya's trying to lay there as still as possible but just screaming the whole time uh, make me a constitution roll, please. I failed, just barely, though. That's probably good, because that means you pass out. <laughs> oh, okay. <Whew. laughs> Timur Katya kind of passes out on the table, but she, she she still appears to be breathing, but very slightly. All right. She, uh, so I take it out of her immediate dangers, and I was like, okay. Yeah. Mikkel, the young girl continues to scream at you thinking probably that you just killed her father which is a fair assessment and you see that the windows all around you in the house start to crack as she screams silence girl and i will levy the pistol at her next (laughs) can you make me intimidate roll please uh 20 she stops screaming but is visibly scared she drops a piece of charcoal that she was holding i will pick it up while keeping the gun on her 
you bend over, keeping it leveled at the girl, and you pick up the charcoal. It appears to just be like a piece of charcoal, probably from a wood burner. Sit. She she looks around and notices the straw mattress in the corner and goes over there and sits and cross-legged but looks at you. Continue to keep the gun on her as she goes. She sits. More. How is our comrade doing? She, she, she'll live. She's, I patched, I managed to get the bullet out. She's, she'll be fine. She just takes some time to heal, but she'll be fine. What the hell was that? He just attacked us for no reason. He did. The two of you now can make psychology rolls if you want. Thirty-three. I did yeah, not succeed. Yeah, I thirty-three out of sixty-five. Yeah, I made it. Tumor, are you correctly assessing the situation? Yeah, there. While he might have been angry for NKVD to charge into his house after probably his daughter, it's probably still not a good enough reason to just attack you. And usually people don't act that way when NKVD officers are there because it usually leads to trouble. Yeah. What is going on in this village? People are just laying around, fested with butt boils. This man attacks us for no reason, and not even competently. What is going on? I look around, I try to step outside. Has anyone come running from all the gunshots and screaming? You see a woman slowly and timidly approaching. She appears to be in her late 50s, wearing like one of those uh, shawl wraps. She's kind of like, looks kind of curious as she is slowly approaching. Who are you? She looks at you and smiles and then kind of turns, turns her back to you and walks up and walks back to the direction of the barn. Oh, I don't like this. Uh, uh, I just like, I see, I see someone else. Uh, I'm going to investigate. I make sure to pick, I'm pick, get my gun back. You should not split up. <sighs> You're right. There's this old woman out there. She, she just smiled at me. I, I don't see anyone else. Let us bring Katya back to Gapon's residence. All right. We will have him watch over her, and then we will investigate together. All right. Yes. Bring the girl too. She. Very well. How are you going to uh, do this? Because um, at this point, um, Katya is still kind of unconscious, but yeah, I th- and I, I'm wrenching my wrist, so I think Timur will go pick up the get the girl and just carry her over, and Mikhail will help Katya out. Katya is not conscious, so like. Oh yeah, we're gonna have to carry her. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Mikhail will carry her. Mikhail, you kind of hoist up Katya's body, being careful not to like disrupt any of the good doctor's recent works and attempts to fix what damage a random gunshot had done. Timur, you are able to retrieve your pistol, and you notice that that it seems to be in working order. I'll I'll unload it just in case, and just yeah. keep one bullet in the chamber. One one bullet in the chamber. You ha- you have the pistol, not the revolvers, right? Yeah. Okay, so you chamber one round and eject the magazine. Are you are you putting the magazine back in empty, or are you um, just going to leave the one round chambered and without a magazine? I'm going to leave it without a magazine. Just okay. have one round. So so you can just kind of slap it back in if you need yes. to. Yes. Okay. You notice the the small girl is kind of sitting on on the bed, cross legged, looking at you, and she appears to be scared. At this point, she kind of ha- has produced while you the two of you were um, discussing what to do with Katya. She produced another piece of charcoal and started drawing on the wall. What is she drawing? Can I tell? Yeah, it appears to be a a stick figure. 
and it appears that on the stick figure, um, like a big rectangle is intersecting the ad- abdomen. All right, don't draw. Uh, just uh, pick her up. Just don't draw on things. But she looks at you a little scared. She's like, I just wanted to help. Help who? She looks into the other room where you see Mikkel kind of hoisting Kati up in his arms to carry her. And you look back and the, the girl looks a little scared. Don't worry, he won't hurt you while I'm here. She nods his head and then looks over to the body of her father lying on the floor by the entrance. Don't look, don't look at it. And as you say that, you realize a lot of you are going to do a lot of looking at it because you pretty much need to walk through the ruin of his body to exit the house. And I just, I was just like trying to you know, like pick her up and sort of like put her like cradle her head into like my shoulders. So I just like, don't look. Okay. So the two of you or three of you, three and a half of you now, I guess, make your way over to Gapon's residence at the edge of town. Yes. Yes. You, you get there. The, the door is unlocked and it appears that Gapon has started to cook his evening's dinner. And says, oh, comrades, uh, how goes your investigations? Noticing you and the little girl first. We require your assistance. Oh, by, but for the love, what, what has happened here to this lovely agent? It seems that Andrei uh, Yezerov attacked us. and An- Andrei Yezerov killed? No, no, no. She's, she's alive. There was a, sc- a scuffle and she was injured oh. in the process. We had to, we had to kill him. He he looks shocked, but then slowly nods his head. I I understand. B- b- bring her in, please. And um, he um, lights a candle and beckons um, the two of you upstairs to his bedroom. This little girl, she is. Uh, what is it? Yazarov's daughter. Uh, oh, that 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 is a uh, little Reza. Quite, quite, the, quite the artist in town, it seems, yes. We've seen some of her work. Uh, have you seen it? Has anyone else come by today? Oh, um, no. No, just just you. I We, we very di- diligently working today. We must make quarters, yes? Yes. And I just sort of like look, walk past him. It's like, okay, he's, he's gone too. Over the next couple hours, you kind of make uh, Katya feel a little bit better, and she's she's kind of like laid up on the bed. Katya, can I get a uh, pow roll from you? I succeed. You slowly begin to awaken, and you realize that it's night now, and you are in a the same bed that you were pre- in previously the evening before. Is Tamir in the room with me? No, not at this time. You see a small a, a candle burning. Okay. Your abdomen feels sore, but it feels, well, well, terrible, actually, but you feel like you can move around a little bit. Okay. Um, Katya will slowly roll to the side of the bed and slowly raise herself up and get ready to go downstairs. Or can I not move that much? No, it, it, it hurts a lot, but you're able to do so. As you're going around downstairs, you notice that on the walls that there are more pieces of artwork what do they depict one has a burning tree and there appears to be many many people gathered around the tree the the, the people are mostly stick figures okay um as you descend the stairs it appears that there's another tree with more people but in this one the perspective is kind of drawn that the the tree and the people are closer 
And descending the stairs again, you see yet another tree, and the people and the tree are closer. It's almost as if walking down the stairs, you appear to be getting closer to the tree and the people. Katya will, like, taking the slow steps, just looking at the pictures with a perplexed look on her face. They appear to be cruelly drawn stick figures. They don't really have facial features. Okay. Is there anybody moving around downstairs? Something grabs your hand. <laughs> she starts and then she like groans because it caused her to move herself in such a way. You look down and you see this sort of like a charcoal stick figure has manifested itself into the dimension you're in and starts pulling at you and tries to pull you down the stairs. I will pull against it and try to run back upstairs. You pull against it and it, it grips you very, very, very tightly. And you try to run back upstairs and you find that your other arm has been grabbed by something as well. The same with your two legs. And all the all of them start pulling at you. You look around and notice that there seems to be three-dimensional stick figures just tearing at your limbs. Uh, she will start to panic and start kicking them off. Around. You you scream in pain as while they're pulling they're pulling apart the stitches that the good doctor has have recently put in and you feel that you're almost being like pulled with like the strength of something that well not not a stick figure or even a person of comparative size would have. Yeah, Katya is going to be panicking at this moment and continue to fight and try to get away, but I'm assuming it's going to fail. Would you roll me a sanity check, please? Sure thing. I'm pretty sure that's a fail. That's four uh, sanity points, if you will. Okay. It's nightmarish, and you watch in horror as your body is being pulled apart by three-dimensional stick figures. Then you start awake and realize that you are in bed, and you've been bandaged, and the bandages are a little red right now. Ooh. Okay. Katya will, realizing that she's back in bed, will just try to lay as still as possible, slow her breathing down, and probably stay in in bed for a good 20 minutes Mm -hmm. before she tries to, um, like, checking down. She's, like, trying to make sure that the bleeding doesn't continue. But, um, yeah, after she calms enough down, she will timidly go downstairs. You descend the stairs to the mild conversations of your two companions and Boris. It appears to be many hours later and it appears that they have already started having dinner. Uh, scenes on you guys. Oh. Uh, comrades, what happened? Well, it's well, we, when we went to investigate the uh, little girl, it seems that her father uh, took illogically attacked us. And in the fight, it seems my gun went off, and you were hit. You can see Katya visibly trying to calm herself as she looks like she's about to fly into a rage. We were forced to kill Andre, and we have this little girl here. And right now, I'm thinking honestly, I don't think this town, is, this village is going to be saved. I think everyone needs to just be collected and just left the go somewhere else you you surely can't mean to deport the entire village now comrade do you boris speaks up i think honestly it would be the best for everyone in this village it doesn't 
no work is being done here. If no one came running to investigate when there were gunshots and screams and yells, did you even not even hear us? It's not even that far. He looks surprised to find out that there's been gunshots. See, there there's something wrong with this place, and quite honestly, I think it would be healthy, every, be better for everyone's health and for the greater good of the Soviet Union if, if this place was just left alone. There is nothing salvageable here anymore. It's best to just save the labor and put it somewhere where it can be of use. Boris turns to you, uh, Mikhail, and says, "Surely, comrade, you you that that can't be the solution." You must agree with me, right? Uh, we've we've worked so hard for this village to be success. You've worked hard for this village to be success? Yeah. You have a barn that is falling over. There was a tractor on its side. Your fields are unharvested. The harvested crop rots in the barn. Disease, and now it seems madness have crept in. There must be something we could do. This is our livelihood. Perhaps a few of you are worth saving. We could send you to other villages. But I think the bulk of this place may be beyond saving. At this point, the, the three of you hear a basically an alien roar coming from outside somewhere. Can we tell what direction, or is it just... To the northwest from here. All right. So yeah, it's deeper into the village, I think. So I'll just like get my pistol out and look near the window. You don't see anything besides like gently falling snowflakes, but there are no other lights on in the village. You see your Gaz AA sitting in front of the house where you have parked it, and other than that, you see no one moving around. I turned to Boris and was like, "Did you hear that? Uh, uh, hear what? I think you you must be a you must have had a very long hard day. Perhaps you should have have some vodka and, and go to bed early. Yes." Mikhail, did you hear that? Yes, comrade, I heard it. Sure, surely, uh, I, it must be a delusion. I think the only one delusional here is you, comrade. No, no, no. I, I, I work very hard to keep this village uh, successful. Things, things, we, we turn them around, yes. And at that, Katya, being very frustrated, will grab the back of his neck and slam it on against the table, and then throw him back as best she can, wincing at the end of it. Make me a brawl roll, please. Oh, man. I failed. You slam his uh, head in there, and he, like, barely misses, like, the... It hits the table and kind of bounces up again, and you wince in pain as you pull at um, the stitches in your stomach. Oh. Uh, please, uh, no need for that. Uh, things will Things will be well. We just need we more we need more time. Things will be good by spring for planting season. Yes, yes, of course it would be good. I mean, we have thin winter, but things be all right. Yes. No, you've had plenty of time. As she's like um, clutching her side, trying to keep from bleeding out again. Um, at this point, the three of you hear the alien roar again, but this time much louder, coming from outside. Seems just outside your door. All right, that that just the pistol out, pointing at the door, and like, how's how's the girl reacting to all of this? She is um in the corner, and she actually has opened up the wood burner stove, and you can see that there's been some piece of wood pulled out of there, and she has recovered one, and it's like a 
burnt piece of charcoal at the end, and she's feverishly drawing on, on the walls now. Oh no, what is she drawing? It appears to be a box with a small figure inside of it, and outside the box, it's they're like wavy lines, and there's some sort of like monstrous like face with some bloated husk behind it, and once she finishes the monster, she's just like drawing box after box after box after box after box around the existing box. Um, it's kind of unnerving at this point. And can I get uh, sanity rolls from any of you observing it? Yeah, I don't think I am. I'm just I'm staring right at the door where the roar came from. I'm just dead set on that. How much do I lose? That'd be just two. But again, a third time now, three of you hear a roar. It's incredibly loud, incredibly alien. It doesn't sound like any sort of animal we've ever heard. It's some sort of combination between a roar and like the squelching of like hot metal in a forge. And it's just tearing at the inside of your, your very beings as it's roaring. Katya will actually scream at the little girl. Stop, stop what you're doing. Stop now. She looks at you pleading and says, no, no, I must help. I, I must protect myself. And she and she picks up um, another piece of charcoal. This one it appears to be a hot coal still, and she's feverishly drawing box after box, paying no attention to the damage it's doing to her own small hands. Mikhail will turn to look at the drawing and what's going on over there. Sanity roll, please. <laughs> okay, so you succeed, so it's just the one. You notice that you can actually smell the burning of her charred flesh as she's using these coals to complete her drawing. And there is a thumping and of something approaching, and you feel the whole house shake as something slams into the house. I find I'm just going to shoot at the, at the front door. Okay, uh, you do so. Boris says, no, no, I, I cannot allow you to do that. You, you cannot deport the village. I will not allow it. And he reaches over to one of the cabinets and pulls out his half-drank bottle of vodka. And he smashes the bottle on the corner of the table and charges at you with it, Tamir. Oh, no. And I have to reload my gun, too. I only had one <laughs> yes. shot. <laughs> yes, it does. So he is going to roll his meager brawl skill. So uh, is that brawl for me too? Or kinda, um, I want to try to dodge it. You're going to try to dodge? Yes. Oh, whew. and I make it. Yes. You dodge out of the way. And because he rolled a 99, he trips and falls and the bottle shatters. Oh, thank God. At that point, I'll just be like, just stand on his back. Like stay down. He's trying to escape you, but pretty ineffectually at this point. Cause amongst all the things happening, the house begins to shake and you hear Something from above, um, just you hear a ripping sound. It sounds like the cracking of wood and the splintering of nails. And the girl's still drawing boxes? Yes, feverishly, using basically her blistering hands could barely hold like charcoal or coals at this point, but she continues. Okay, Katja will go over, grab the back of her shirt, and yank her away from the door. Er, No! You must stop! Uh, as like you're pulling at her and she's ineffectually trying to escape your grasp and get back to her drawing. And at that point, the walls start to be pulled from the house and you, you have a clear view of outside as like wind and snow picks up and trees are blowing every which way. And the truck that you have is like starting to shake violently. 
Mikhail is going to grab a piece of charcoal and start drawing an angel on the wall. Any particular kind of angel? Uh, some sort of Eastern Orthodox iconography. Okay, and what is Tamir doing? At this point, Tamir is just like he's just like trying to back himself into the nearest corner of whatever solid wood is there. She's like, "What?" The three of you are just horrified as the rest of the house is kind of like ripped away, and the truck um, that you arrived in um, starts shaking violently, lifts in the air, and starts flying at the what remains of the house. <laughs> uh, can I get dodge rolls from anyone who would like to get out of the way of this? Yes. Absolutely. Oh, oh no, my goodness. No, no, <laughs> no. So, can <laughs> Mikkel, can I get a uh, sanity roll, please? I have failed both of those. All right. Well, you you look on um, from your, your, your drawing of your angel just in time to notice the the gas AA smash into your comrades and turning them into a red putty just feet away from where you were standing moments before. The little girl's hand and arm are dismembered at your feet, still clutching a burning piece of charcoal. Gapon is um, screaming in horror as he runs off into the remains of the flax field. You look up and notice something is staring back at you, something with way too many eyes and way too many teeth. I'm not going to bother making you roll the sanity check, but again, but I think we'll close on that. <laughs> wow. Oh, hello again, folks. I'd like to tell you about the Facebook group we run called White Wolf and Onyx Path RPGs Gameplay and Media. Have you ever wished you could have an easy way to find gameplay videos and podcasts or just media in general that deals with your favorite White Wolf role-playing games? Or have you ever wished you could find a forum to share gameplay that you have recorded? One that won't be drowned out by random posts and discussions, so that your media could get the attention you deserve. The group is specifically run with the sole intent of it being a one-stop shop for people to view or share media involving the games we all love. We take thorough steps to ensure the page does not become cluttered and is easy to traverse. The group is already immense and continuing to rapidly grow, with new media being shared every day. Stop on by. We hope to see you there. <laughs>